it has been is over. The phase was on fun. Let's be ready for anything. Welcome to Set Phasers to Fun. Set Phasers to Fun. <laughs> See, it's hard not to repeat one another. It is. It is. Uh, this is Charlie. This is Megan. We're back. It's episode three. Oh, it's been so long. We uh, we have some some things now. Uh, we have a Twitter account. It is at Set Phasers Pod. <laughs> you can tweet us. We've been overwhelmed by the amount of tweets. You guys, you got to just back up off us. You know what I'm saying? The anybody of Episcopo hashtag. <laughs> it's embarrassing, frankly, how popular it went. It's like, don't you have something else to do, you yeah, guys? Yeah, I mean, there, there's too many. There's too many responses to even to read one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't. We don't want to make the other millions of people feel bad that they didn't get chosen. We, we have a Gmail account now. If you're not on Twitter, you can email us. If you have questions, we'll answer them. The Gmail address is setphasers2funpod at gmail.com. I probably don't have to tell people that phasers is spelled with a PH, but I will because I am a, have attention to detail. Shut up, Wesley. Megan, uh, we're going to talk about the holodeck today. Oh, the holodeck. Don't you feel like the holodeck was is probably for sale somewhere at like a Spencer's Gifts? The actual, the prop? Yeah, like there's like... There's like a back room of Hot Topic that's got like a little holodeck in it. Now, I'm looking at this and thinking I should really do my office at home in this like, you know, just black carpet wall to wall and uh, yellow tape. Did you watch Community? There was an episode where they turned one of their rooms into a holodeck. But they couldn't oh. say the word holodeck because of copyright issues. What do they call it? I can't remember, but it's clearly like it's a black room with white, with yellows. Like it's... Clearly the holodeck. How do, so it's like force fields? Is that how they say it works? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to that part. Probably for the best, because it doesn't make any sense. No, I mean, if you have a spaceship that has the power... Like the holodeck, the problem with the holodeck is it's impossible. It's like too powerful. It's too good. In fact, in the early episodes, they're like, golly gee, the holodeck, wow! Like they're impressed. Like it's so high-tech technology, like it impresses... The people in the 24th century, like they're impressed. So it's just like if you have a holodeck, why do you need warp drive? Why do you need to do anything other than stay at home and play with your holodeck? Captain's personal log. I'm entering the ship's holodeck where images of reality can be created by our computer. Highly useful in crew training. Highly enjoyable when used for games and recreation. Program initiated. Enter when ready. I know uh, for a fact things would not go as well as things are going for the Enterprise. If there was a holodeck on board. <laughs> Nobody would be at work. For starters. Uh, you can't really get fired. I mean, I guess you could, well, but because everyone what's going to happen to you? Everybody's working just for their own personal betterment, not for any money. And so I think it would you would be hard-pressed not to make the argument that my personal betterment needs to be bettered in the holodeck. Even if you take the, like, the porny stuff out of it, you're like, okay, should I fetch these data thrusters for Lieutenant LaForge, or should I go yick it, yick it up with uh, Einstein in the holodeck? Exactly. Like, you would go like, ugh, it's much better for me. I'm not going to climb on Everest. I'm just going to be at the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly 
<laughs> right. That's exactly right. I'm not going to learn a foreign language. I'm just going to create an exact replica of the foreign country I want to visit, only have them all speak English. And then there's the, I mean, the porn stuff, you can take that out, but I know everybody's more involved or whatever, but come on. Whatever. They still have to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like basic drives. They still right. have to sleep. Right. Can you eat on the holodeck? I, I guess you could. What is it? I mean, they have, I guess... I don't know. Well, yeah, how many bars and restaurants have they fabricated on the holodeck? A lot. So yeah. th they must be eating and drinking something. But what is right. it? What is it like a replicator? I wonder if you get gas. You know how like if you eat and drink without actually consuming food, you you belch a lot. Right. I wonder if there's like holla gas that they have. <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm going to bet that there is. Yeah. Now, do you remember the holodeck planet um, that they, it was pretty early, I think. Uh, it was uh, the, like an astronaut had gotten stranded on this planet. And so the aliens made it into a, like a hollow planet for him based on this book that he had been reading. Yeah. Casino Royale. I, listen, you may think less of me, but I love that episode because it's, it's, you're like, what's going on? How come they're stuck in this speakeasy? Like there's a cave yeah. and they're like, what's going on in this cave? And there's like a light and then suddenly they're in a speakeasy. And you're like, but this is a speakeasy from the 40s. But it's really because of this book. I just don't know. I found it charming. I love it when they, when you find a body, like an old, not, not like a fresh corpse or whatever, not like CSI, but like I love it when you find like a mummy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they found one and it was great. He was an astronaut. Poor guy. Ground control to Majum. <laughs> I only have this fiction book. <laughs> but good on those aliens for, you know, uh, making it right. Yeah, and there was that Texan who was cheating. Oh, uh, yeah. And they were like... Data was cheating. Yeah, and Data was all... They were like, what's wrong with your skin, boy? Like, it was the first yeah. of the many what's wrong with your skin, boy jokes. Yeah. Data's like, oh, I can't remember what lie he told. Oh. I'm from France. He tells that one in another episode. Right. Because he had watched Coneheads. Maybe he... <laughs> do you think Data uh, <laughs> off off the show ever went into SNL episodes? <laughs> like he was a Conehead with them? <laughs> to see what made them... I'm trying to understand why... <laughs> we're back to Piscopo is what we're... It's what's Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd would have been better than Piscopo. So many people would have been better than Piscopo. <laughs> Alright, here's what Piscopo's doing right now. He's trying to drag our podcasting. A conehead would be better than Piscopo. That's <laughs> true. An extra from the movie Coneheads. Or just an empty conehead costume piece would be better than Piscopo. Please specify how you would like to proceed, sir. We would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Ace Gumshoe Dixon Hill. Oh, yes. Repeated character. Dixon Hill. Mm. Don't you love Picard's faux American accent? No, I do not. Oh, yes. Sweetheart. I'm Dixon Hill. I forget which one it is, but one Dixon Hill episode, he goes back into the bridge in his Dixon Hill getup. Um, which, why do you have to wear the clothes? Why don't the, why does the holodeck do that for you? Right. If everything else is weird. Well, then you have matter. to come in naked. I think that's what it is. If they, you don't come do in, if, if the holodeck gives you the, because what the holodeck giveth, the holodeck taketh away. Also, 
walking around the ship, I feel like you would see a ton of people in crazy costumes. All the time. 100% of the time. Heading to holodecks. No, you know what we would see walking around the ship? is one big long line of people waiting their turn to get into the holodeck. It'd be like when like when Star Wars the movie comes out and like people camp out. Like it's like that only right. for the holodeck, only it's all the time. Here's a lady in a hoop skirt. Yes. And a, and a robot. And a, yeah, everybody. <laughs> it would uh. be like Comic-Con, only polite. <laughs> like everyone would be dressed up in their whatever finery, whatever costume, but like politely waiting their turn. Are there still... Just Star Trek conventions? Or is it, they've kind of been absorbed into Comic-Cons. Oh, that's an excellent question. I'm sure there must be just Trek conventions. Yeah. I'll tell you, here in Iowa, once a year in Riverside, Iowa, there is a parade honoring mm. James T. Kirk. Because Riverside, Iowa is the future birthplace of yeah. Captain Kirk. And so they do like a parade and like people dress up and it's a whole it's a whole ordeal i haven't bothered to go because i am bored by the original show right so i don't care i uh would i mean i've been to a couple comic cons for work and i would rather not be lumped in with them (laughs) if i'm being honest i feel like uh my comic con day my trek convention days when i was a wee lass were so exciting because i could like finally meet people who were excited about the same things that I were excited. But that's what the internet is for now. Like, right. if I want to meet people who are excited about the same things I'm excited by, I can just go to the internet. I don't have to bother to schlep my bones down to whatever convention hall to meet, like, you know, Walter Koenig or whoever. The last time I was at a Comic-Con, I think it was at New York Comic-Con, the entire cast was there. Oh, that's And fun. that was pretty exciting. But it was like, it was $300 to get your photo taken with them. Wow. For three hundred dollars you could you could just like individually Photoshop them into like a picture and then suddenly they're all went to prom with you. Like then you could make yeah, your, exactly. basically your own Photoshop becomes your two dimensional holodeck. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna put this cast in this old time this time I went to the old west photo at the fair. <laughs> It's going to be me oh. and Beverly with a rifle. I'm just going to Photoshop that in. The, the Fistful of Data's episode? Yeah. Where Worf gets trapped in the holodeck and everybody's data? Yeah. Oh. That's, a pre- it's a, that's one of the better holodeck episodes. Yeah, I like that one. There's a little bit of danger to that one. Yes. Well, Uh-oh. isn't that the, always the twist with the holodeck episodes? Is like, how do you make them meaningful? Since nothing in the holodeck really matters and there are no consequences, how right. do you ratchet up the drama and the answer is you make you know moriarty a real bad guy who can who gets sentient like listen this is how powerful the holodeck is moriarty becomes sentient like you can just program you know sentient beings in the holodeck like the romulans have no chance against us if we can do that they don't have a holodeck we can just send out moriarty's we just put a holodeck in every ship and be like have at it moriarty just keep making Moriarty's. And then there would be an episode about, like, do the Moriarty's not have feelings? And then it would be like the Moriarty's become the new data. Are they slaves? Are the holodeck creation slaves? What have we here? Computer standing by. What are you? If you refer to the arch you ordered, it provides computer control. Do you wish to input any commands? Not at this time. Uh, back to Dixon Hill. I the the part that the the what a cringeworthy 
moment is when Picard comes back on the bridge, still dressed as Dixon Hill in his fedora and everything. And he says, step on it. Uh, <laughs> when he tells Jordy to go. Oh, it's, it's so embarrassing. I feel deep embarrassment for TV shows sometimes. And that was, that's one of them. And what's wonderful about that is like you, you, you know, like Picard is like waiting for an opportunity to say step on it. Like he's just like waiting for this opportunity and like here it has presented itself. It's like I had that opportunity recently. I was doing a show with somebody and I got to throw a glass of water in their face. And it's like I've been my whole life been wanting to throw a glass of water in somebody's face, but never been able to. Like this is the equivalent of the spit take for Picard. Exactly. He's like, this is it. This is my chance. I've, I've seen it in the movies. Now I get to do it in life. This is where you go to Spencer's Gift and you pick out like a little holodeck. I mean, at a minimum, they should sell door frames. <gasps> that look like that. They should sell contact paper that looks like that. And you could put your, make it your inside of your cupboards look like the holodeck. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, that would be. <laughs> you would open up the cupboards and be like, whoa, my the holodeck just made these plates for me. These plates weren't here before. So you close the you close the cupboard and you're like, computer, plates. And then you open it up and there's plates in there. And you're like, yeah, there are. That's right. Holodeck. If there's some way you could have it where you could have a door, like a there's a room in your house and the door is closed and you're showing people around your house and you open it and it's just the holodeck. And then you close the door and then you, oh, you're like, oh, sorry, the holodeck's on the fritz. And you, like, pound on the doorframe. And you open it, and then the, the room is back. That is the reason to become an architect, is to build that house. You'd right. need, like, two doors. It'd have to be, like, a magic trick, like a two-door. It's like a, a door on top of another door. And so you can either open the first door, and then you just see the back of the door, and it's painted in, in perspective to look like an empty holodeck room. And then you close it, and then now you hold two doorknobs, and you pull both doors open, and it's the real yeah. room. If you're a doorknob architect, write us right in and tell us how to do that or send us a prototype of your holodeck door. Please do and get on it. Or if you're a contact paper manufacturer who was like, I was going to just make shelf paper with daisies on it, but no, now I'm going to do holodeck style, then by let us know. Send us free sample to set phasers to fun and we'll try it out for you. There it is right here, holodeck wallpaper. You're kidding. Yeah. All the good ideas have been thought of. That's awesome. Someone is charging for wallpaper that is black with two yellow lines on it. <laughs> We're calling it holodeck wallpaper. How much are they charging? A yard is $17.50. <laughs> That's ridiculous. For that kind of money, you know what you do? You invest in some paint and some frog tape, like some painter's tape and a, and a level. <laughs> Exactly. For $17, I could buy the level and the tape and a pencil. Look, Dwight Schultz has got to make make money somehow. Because <laughs> the conservative radio talk show host is not uh, bringing in the dollars like you'd expect. I've spent a few hours on the holodeck, too, you know. Now, as far as I'm concerned, what you do in the holodeck is your own business. As long as it doesn't interfere with your work. I needed to blow off some steam. People do their battle training... In the holodeck? Sure. Worf gets his workout there. Worf gets his workout and his sex on. Remember, 
Yeah. He's he's in the holodeck when he gets with Kalar. Like, so you can set the holodeck to where you're like fighting in the Roman Colosseum, and you you know if you hit somebody slightly, their head flies off. How great does that sound? Right. And the other thing is, you can set the holodeck so that the the holodeck can actually kill you. Again, too powerful. Too powerful holodeck. Yeah, exactly. If you can make Moriarty that can kill you physically, then the holodeck wins. The holodeck is the Borg only from the inside. There's no way the holodeck's not like, screw these mother effers. I mean, you could go back. You could stop the Kennedy assassination. So many things. You could save Jesus. You could take Jesus to the Kennedy assassination. (laughs) You could could become Judas. You could just be like, hey, hey, look at this. I bet you didn't see this coming. Boom. Head. Headshot. What do you think? Grassy Knoll? Jesus? You you know so much. You're wise. you could be at that at the wedding with all the fish and the wine. Dude, this is how this is this is what it is. You know, they're like, "Where's the second shooter? Where's the magic bullet?" The answer is Jesus. He's like loaves and fishes that bullet. Boom! You think there's only one, but suddenly there's enough to shoot everybody. This is what it is. I, We've solved the mystery. You, I thought you meant Jesus turned the bullet into bread. <laughs> he should have, if he was uh, thinking straight. But he was just showing off with his his magic powers. It was Jesus on the holodeck with the bread. That's right. We solved the mystery. You're welcome, America. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. That's the kind of power trip the holodeck can give you. Like, you're just solving crimes. What do you care about what Jean-Luc tells you to do? Hey, mop up the bridge. Screw you, Jean-Luc. I solved the Kennedy assassination. And the answer was it was the Lord and Savior. So suck it. Take this mop and shove it. You're on duty. Is that a fact? It is, and you'll observe it. So get back to your post. Look, pal, why don't you do me a favor? Take yourself and your holier-than-thou attitude and get out of my life. Who, in your opinion, has the weirdest sex things going on? Well, okay, let's take them one by one. We know that Data probably has no, like, because Data has no sort of sense of morality or sense of, like, he takes no pleasure in it necessarily, but he's also such a scientist that he would subject himself to all sorts of experiences. So like, you know that Data's had it up the wazoo. You know what I'm saying? Like he's (laughs) had it in every orifice because he's like, let's experience this. Let's experience this orifice now. Let's try, let's try it this way. I will be both the giver Mm -hmm. and the receiver. Maybe at once, maybe I'll try polyamory. Like Data has no hangups. Right. So he's done it all. He's seen it all. There's a whole, like, you don't want to go on the data holodeck files because it will horrify you. No. He's done, he's done it files. with Picard's horse. He's like, let's Catherine the, the Great this stuff. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Catherine the Great thought it was so great. Maybe this will bring me one step to closer to being human if I do it with his horse. Now, I feel the need to defend Catherine the Great. Sure. I took some Russian history in college. Okay. These were scandalous rumors started by her opponents because she was a strong female in power who was getting shit done, Ugh. getting getting s done. Typical, typical. And and these lies persist to this day. Propagated by you, Megan Gogarty. If we had the holodeck, we could go back and slap that political opponent and be like, "Take your misogyny back to the the whatever century the Catherine the Great was from," which I don't know what it is because I didn't take history, so I don't know. 
uh 1500s maybe i don't i don't remember that speak that um, with some authority fonville you're the one who studied it up 1502 <laughs> Um, I'll bet that horse was like pretty good looking though. Well, listen, come on. You got to do something to keep past the hours. They didn't have I, Netflix. I was pretty close. Uh, 17, you know, <laughs> 1700s. <laughs> What's 200 years? Really? I mean, geologically, nothing. <laughs> oh, poor Catherine the Great. The point being, data has had it with a horse. That's all I'm saying. He's done it with a horse. Data, you all right? Yes, sir. I'm fine. Then get rid of that damn twitch and put on the correct uniform. I will bet Riker doesn't have much of a holodeck life because he's so good in real life. He doesn't need it. What's? Yeah. The, I bet Riker's fantasy on the holodeck is like, I don't know, playing shuffleboard with some elderly people. Like, the, what's the most boring thing? Like, 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 Riker's like, you know what? It's holiday time for me. I'm going to unwind with some bingo. Like, it's the most... He's like, he's like I'm going to play some bingo at 3 p.m. and then have this plate of, you know, marshmallow salad. Or does he have a program where he... It's really, it's like snowing and he walks by a house and it's Troy and her new family... In the window, and he just looks all sad, and he plays the trombone, and she closes the blinds on him. Riker, Melancholy, one. That's the name of the uh, program. Captain Picard, this is Minuet. Minuet. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Enchanté. Comme t'es merveilleux de vous voir ici. Incroyable. Worf is mostly battles, I would think, and doing it with Kalar. Yeah, well, he's got some, you know he's got some dirty sex stuff, but I bet the the dirty sex stuff for Worf is actually pretty tame. Like, it may seem shocking to us because it's all, like, you know, bondage stuff, like biting and stuff, BDSM mm -hmm. stuff, but let's just cling on. Like, once you get past that, I bet Worf is kind of, like, pretty vanilla in his tastes. Because he's sublimating all of that with through physical exercise. Like, Worf is Jane Fonda of the 24th century. Hands down. Hungry? We are mated. Yes, I know. I was there. But and now we must solemnize our union with the oath. Now here's a here's an idea for a plot. Uh, what if the holodeck gave uh, somehow the ship evolved some kind of uh, of holodeck STD? Oh. And it started uh, it started driving people crazy or something. That'd be fabulous. That, why don't you write that fan fiction? I'm not ready to go down that path. <laughs> if this podcast doesn't work out, that's our next stop. Dr. Crusher. I don't know. I I don't feel get the sense that she has a lot of time for the holodeck. She's got a lot going on. She's a no-nonsense lady. She doesn't feel the need to, like, retreat. I wonder if since it's just a new technology, even for the Enterprise, do the older people go like, no thanks, and it's all the younger crew members who are embracing of it? Is the is the holodeck the equivalent of like Tinder, and they're all like Facebook people being like, back in my day we just poked each other on Facebook, and they're like, oh, shut up with the Facebook, Grandpa. We're just we're decking. That's what the, I'm sure. This the the cool, cool phrase. Let's go decking. I'll bet. I'll bet there's a sad crusher program. Oh, sure. Like a, like a Jack Crusher. She better be getting some touch. That's the only reason to program your dead husband is to get a little touch. That's the right. only reason. Otherwise, you just it's just macabre. I bet it's kind of a bell curve. You know, like you have people who are really like who get stuck in the past and they visit all their dead friends all the time. 
And then you have the people in the middle who are kind of able to manage their hologram, holodeck usage, like mm. people. And then you have your hollow addicts it's, who are, they yes. can't get enough of the bad stuff. It's like, it's like in Harry Potter, the mirror of Ezred, which is you look in and you see your desire. And Dumbledore's all like, don't look in there too much or you'll just sit there all the time. That's totally what holodiction is, is essentially yeah. just staring into the mirror of your desires. And I think Bev is too level-headed to fall for that shenanigans. I'll bet she wouldn't allow herself to go hang out with, with Jack. Yeah, that's right. She's like, I'm moving on. I got this very exciting new red rinse. I'm putting in my hair. I'm moving on. <laughs> Good on you, Dr. Crusher. Yeah. Good on you. But you know, like, Wesley Crusher's all, like, Legos and Minecraft and stuff. He's also, like, super hormonal. Like, you can't help but have a little bit of that. He's all like, my Legos got naughty. It's like, <laughs> like, that's what's going to hap be hap what happens there. <laughs> the Enterprise police show up. <laughs> Two days later, it's like, what had happened in here? <laughs> Wesley's just crying in the corner. <laughs> I learned too much too quickly. I'm never going to feel this way about anyone else. You're right. Uh, I'll bet Troy is a little bit like Crusher. Mm. Although Troy, you know Troy has a wide... Because Troy also doesn't have any like weird Puritan hang-ups. Like, the Beta Zeds get married in the nude. Like, she doesn't have any of these, like, weirdo sex problems that other people have. So I bet she has a very healthy but flourishing fantasy life with mm -hmm. many exciting um, toys and attachments. All right. That's what I think. Right. That's fair. Troy is like, I deserve pleasure. She's sex positive 100%. Oh, absolutely. She's she totally, like, she's got her, whatever the version of the Hitachi magic wand is, like, she's got it. <laughs> She is totally, like, she's like, I'm in touch with me. Cast aside your masks and let me slip into your minds. Muzzle it. What do you think about Picard? What do you think Picard's, um, well, we know Picard just uses it to play out his sort of Pulp Fiction ideas. You know, I'll bet it's so rare for him, though. I'll bet he does. He's got his horse stuff. He's got his Dixon Hill. He probably goes to France every once in a while. Yeah, that's but right. But he doesn't allow himself to too much. You know what? I wonder if he goes to France. I wonder if he's like, ugh, I can't wait to get out of France. Like, he doesn't seem know. to like, like, remember that episode when after he's recovering from the Borg and he went to go stay with his brother in France? Yeah. And he was like, ugh. And we we're all like, ooh, look at the wine. And he's like, ugh, France. Get me back on my uh, claustrophobic spaceship where everything's beige. I don't want to breathe this fresh air. <laughs> Drink this homegrown <laughs> wine. Ugh, yuck. I don't want to hug these people. Gross. Who's that? My nephew? Yuck. I don't want maybe to have he, feelings. He is a big archaeology guy, so maybe he goes and checks out different caves and stuff he's never been to. Nice work, Charlie. I, that Boom. That's a zinger. 100%. He's like, what did it look like in the caves of Terabithia? And then he just programs it in. Yeah, his are boring. His are the most boring. I would rather play with Wesley's dirty Legos than this. <laughs> This is boring. Our hashtag for this week is Wesley's Dirty Legs. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tasha Yar, she only had a, a couple months on the ship before she got shot by that whale slick. But you know she got into some stuff. I wonder. She had a messed up childhood. Yes, she did. Escaping the rape gangs. They're on Coruscant. 
wherever she was from. She's got that exciting haircut, the sort of short long. I mm. loved that haircut. It's all buzzed. It's like it's like you're getting a buzz from the bottom up, and then halfway through you change your mind. <laughs> it's like I'm just gonna like you're going around and around in circles, like buzz, 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 and then you get to about mid ears, and you're like, you know what? I I'm gonna go with this, the sort of mushroom top. I loved that haircut. I totally had that haircut, FYI. And I looked as foxy as you can imagine. Yeah, it was good did times. You did you ever slick it back a la the uh, sexy episode? Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I could never make the little tendril work, but I had a, one of those giant vats of this gel. It was called like Dep or something like that. And it was yeah. pink and it sparkly. And I would just glom that stuff on and be like, if Tasha Yar can do it, I can do it. Because the difference between me and Tasha Yar is that she was played by Denise Crosby and I was played by me. <laughs> the role of Megan Gogarty, sadly, will be played by seventh grade Megan Gogarty. <laughs> If we can get Denise Richards on the show, or Denise Crosby, if we get Denise Richards on the show, she can play you too. I, w I would take Denise Richards uh, over seventh grade me. I'll take it. All right. We're going we're gonna to make this happen. Um, yeah. But if Denise Crosby wants to go on the show, that would also be acceptable. A little update on our, our Piscopo fan episode. Uh, there was too much interest to do, to do the, the fan reenactment of the episode. There was too much. <laughs> We were like, do we not have lives, people? We can't just be at your beck and call. It got to I, be a little obnoxious, frankly. I, I talked to the Rose Bowl because that was the only venue that was big enough for us. <laughs> and they said, your, your crew is too rowdy. <laughs> they couldn't handle our truth. I don't want any trouble here, Barkley. Trouble? Why would there be trouble? Because wherever you go, trouble follows. Oh, and then last... And certainly not least on the crew, Jordy. <gasps> Jordy, poor Jordy. You know what's the saddest thing about Jordy's holodeck life? Is that like, if only he had a bunch of like, you know, sexy ladies hitting him on all areas. Like if only, but he doesn't. His like, his idea of a fantasy is like some nerdy scientist he could talk about ship schematics with. Like that's Jordy's problem. Mm -hmm. Lean into it, Jordy. Touch, have some have a computer generated woman touch your genitals and just have that experience so that you can then move on from it. It's not going to dominate your waking thought. Although I am 100% sure that there has been a program that Jordy made that still rejected him. <laughs> He's like, let me let me massage your shoulders and it's like negative. <laughs> negative. And program Wait, programs can't end themselves. And program. And program. <laughs> the holodeck jettisons itself into space. <laughs> and he's like, but but Moriarty, come back. <laughs> <laughs> this is why uh, they don't have ships full of Moriartys, because they all commit suicide. The thought of having to sexually pleasure Jordy LaForge. Poor Jordy. Uh, the worst I felt for him was when he had that date on the beach and the, guy, the gypsy came and played violin. So sad. And she's like, I'm not feeling it at all. And he's yeah. like, what, what about music? It's like, oh, Jordy. What, what are you taking a first date to a beach? At least yeah. have some volleyball on that stuff. Like, at least, like, have a sense of whimsy. This is how Riker gets all the ladies, <laughs> is he has a sense of whimsy. He's got a cool confidence about him. Yes, he does. 
Jordy, none of that going on. Even though he's the head engineer and he's always he's constantly saving the ship. You'd think he would get some runoff just because of like, oh, we didn't blow up thanks to me. Let's give him let's give him a celebratory tickle. You would think. <laughs> you would think ten minutes after that happened, he would walk into ten forward with a you know, a shirt open to his navel. We overrun. What he needs no. to do is he needs to stop by Jean Luc's quarters and get one of those shorty pajamas that he wears <laughs> that opens to the yeah. navel, and then walk into ten four and be like, "Guess who saved the ship again? Line up, yeah. line up, people, kiss the but nipple." Good on the show's writers for including a character that um, let's say fans can relate to. <laughs> certain certain fans. I can field strip a fusion reactor. I can realign a power transfer tunnel. Why can't I make anything work with a woman like Christy? It's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I hate to mention it, Dr. Leia Brahms. <gasps> oh, poor Leia Brahms. I feel for her probably more than any, certainly more than Jordy. And in Absolutely that episode, should. Jordy gets all on his high horse like, you, you weren't nice to me. And I'm like, yeah. Jordy, Jordy, you programmed a version of her like, like, that is so invasive and creepy. Like, Jordy is the equivalent of a men's rights activist in that episode. Absolutely he is. It's so creepy. It's absolutely gross. You know, when he did it to save the ship or whatever, and it worked, fine. Sure, fine. That's the equivalent of Barkley talking to Einstein. Fine. Right. He wasn't expecting to see her. And then she he, she stumbles onto the program, and the program's all like, you're inside of me, Jordy. And it's like, yeah, gross. Yuck. I bet even Data is like going, because Data gets more touched than Jordy. <laughs> I mean, that's how sad it is. When, you're, when you're, your friend who is a literal machine, a literal cold piece of metal is getting more play than you, you need to look at your life and just think about like how you're coming across as a person. Here's another episode. This is maybe like a B or C storyline for an episode, but why doesn't Riker ever like Cyrano de Bergerac, Jordy? <sighs> Give him a hand. You know, maybe he does, but then he, he's like, no, I want it for myself, and like goes all the way. Now, first words out of your mouth are the most important. You may want to start with something like this here. You are the most beautiful woman in the galaxy. But that might not work. Yes. Yes, it would. So that's it for episode three, Set Phasers to Fun. Boom. See how we're just lining them up and knocking them down like that's champions. Right. Uh, tweet us at... Set phasers pod. Uh, email us in set phasers to fun pod at gmail. Ask us some questions, we'll answer them. We, we will supply answers that may or may not correspond with the questions you send in. Uh, exactly. <laughs> there will, but we will speak emphatically and with authority. Uh, we are available on iTunes, Stitcher. Wherever you're looking for things, I think. Um, Where all fine podcasts are downloaded for free. If you want to, if you like the show, write us a review on on the iTunes, because I think that raises our profile on there. Ah, yes. Might as well, right? Sure. Uh, all right, well, uh, signing off. Sign. Thanks, everybody. Bye, Charlie. Step on it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Lieutenant, take us out of orbit. Aye, sir. And Mr. LaForge? Sir. Step on it.